Will Cam Akers have a big breakout year for the Rams? That's coming up on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley? Welcome to another edition of Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We are also available on YouTube. If you're new to the channel, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and most importantly, drop all your Rams takes down below. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. You might know me for covering the Dodgers for Dodgers Nation. I've covered LA sports for over a decade, and that man to your right is the Rams pre half and post game show host on their flagship ESPN 710 LA network. He's entered his eighth season with the team, the Travis Rogers. You can follow him at Travis Rogers. And just a reminder, today's episode is brought to you by Fandel. Now, Trav, we're talking yeah. some cam acres. We're talking the running back room. You ready to get into it, my man? Let's do it. So first question today is, do you expect Cam Akers to have a breakout year in 2023? And we're going to do a little bit of a rewind, talk about his 2022 season. And it was definitely a tale of two halves. We know how this season started, gets into it, doesn't like his role. You had Sean McVay after the first game against the Bills saying he wanted to see an increased level of urgency and accountability. In the first five weeks of the season, Akers toted the rock just 51 times for 151 yards, had not 2.9 yards per carry and then we know what happens next he ends up leaving the team even though he was healthy they were searching for some trades and we know what they were trying to do trying to get some draft picks or even some rumors that they were considering flipping him for Christian McCaffrey and then he comes back and really things turn around so week nine they're still going running back by committee then after week 11 he started getting the lion's share of those reps and things changed immediately Final three games of the season, Light really turns on, has three 100-yard games, averaging 5.5 yards per carry. It was the first time that happened since Todd Gurley in 2015. But I'm going to throw this to you first, Trav, and say, how do you feel like his mindset is heading into the 2023 season? Do you think that everything is behind him in 2022 and he's ready to put together a big year with him, Sean McVay, and this Rams offense? Well, I think you bring up some good points, Doug. And, and and like you said, you want to go back to last year. I want to go back even further than that to, to start this conversation because I think it's very hard to predict what's going to happen with Cam Akers. So what's coming up in 2023, I don't know how much it connects to 2022. I don't know how much 2022 connected to 2021 and going backwards because Cam Akers, since they took him out of Florida State, has been the guy that they've wanted to be the guy as the feature back in their offense, that this is the person that they thought they were getting out of Florida State. And for periods of time, he absolutely has been. Now, for a couple of different reasons, you go back to the beginning of his career, it was injury-related. You go back to very early on, he landed on the football awkwardly. He had some rib injuries and never really got going until the end of that first season where he became an absolute monster. And you will go back to the, the end of that playoff run where John Wolford came in towards the end of the season to help out an injured Jared Goff. Uh, Jared Goff has to come off the bench in Seattle to lead them to a win there. And then they go to Green Bay before their season ultimately comes to an end in the division 
divisional round. Well, Cam Akers was the, the the reason they won those games. It wasn't necessarily because of John Wolford or Jared Goff in the thumb. It's because they had a running back that was legit. He was absolutely legit. Now you fast forward to the following season. He has more health problems. He's able. He has. He has fumble problems. You go back to that NFC uh, playoff game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where he puts it on the ground twice. And I think that he kind of fell out of favor right there. Now fast forward to what you were talking about last year. He came into the season as the man, and it was a disaster, right? Just a complete disaster to the point where they said, dude, you got to get out of here. Just just go home. We're going to move you. This doesn't work out for you. It doesn't work out for us. This is just a bad fit altogether. And then nobody wanted him, or they couldn't get what they wanted for him, and they brought him back. I, Doug, I don't know if you've ever seen that or not, but I've never seen someone get sent home and then brought not only just brought back, but brought back and plays incredibly well after coming back. And he was an incredibly part important part of what they did towards the end of the season. All of this is just a setup to say, I have no idea what Cam Makers is going to do. If he was great, I'd believe it. If you told me, hey, look, I've looked into the future and Cam Makers is, is off the team by week three, I would believe you. I don't know what he's going to – I don't know if Sean McVay knows what he's going to get from Cam Akers, and I think that's part of the problem. They just don't understand exactly what they can count on from this guy. Is he talented? Absolutely. Can he be an effective back? Absolutely. Could he be off the team five minutes after the season starts? Absolutely. Yeah, no, when you lay it out like that, that to me really paints the real picture of Cam Akers. And yeah, the first thing I want to touch on about what you said is, yeah, the fact that he was healthy and they tell him, hey, you're not going to be on the team. Go away. We're going to try to trade for you. I haven't seen that where the guy comes back. Look, I have a Cam Akers jersey and I was like, okay, this is going to be at Ross for $9.99, right? (laughs) I'm I'm screwed here, right? I didn't anticipate he was going to be back at all, but the way he did return, I mean, it was pretty amazing. I think the fact that he not only returned, but he had that talk with Sean McVay. They said it was nothing personal, and he really did turn things around. I mean, from week 14 on, he accounted for 452 of the team's 549 rushing yards. I mean, he was pretty much incredible. He had more rushing yards from week 14 on than any of the top five leading rushers had in their last four games. So, I mean, you're talking about a guy that finished with 409 rushing yards during the last four weeks of the season, averaging over five yards per carry. That, to me, is enough of a sample size to say that there is an RB one in there. There is a guy that was an elite prospect going to Florida state and a guy that they did take in the later rounds, but they had high hopes on. Yeah. That's a great point Doug, because I don't think that it's ever been a question of is cam Akers an NFL caliber running back. That's never been the question is, can he stay healthy? Can he hold on to the football? And does he fit into what it is you're trying to do? And does he want to fit into what you're trying to do? It's never been a, is he fast enough? Is he strong enough? Does he have good enough hands? Is he smart enough? It's never been that. It's always been, can he stay on the field? And if he is on the field, is he committed to what you're doing? You're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And I think too, for me, it's what's that mindset like? I mean, I look at back at some of those plays. I mean, his blitz pickup there against the chargers where he was fantastic. Some of the runs he had against Denver, when you really saw how dynamic he can be a guy that can get runs on toss plays. He can run in between the tackles with some ferocity, some tough runs. Also, we have to mention Travis, he did this behind an inferior offensive line. So I think with no passing game too. So I think there is something to be said there. So I do believe that he is going to have a breakout year. I actually believe in this guy. I don't know. I'm always, I've always had a thing for running backs and 
And he kind of has that video game, like running back style where it's just so smooth and fluid when he's getting going. I believe in this guy, like Mr. Miyagi believed in Daniel LaRusso. I truly believe in Cam Akers. So my opinion, I do think he has a breakout year coming up. We're going to talk about what we want to see from him in 2023. And also every day listeners will know, because we talked about Zach Evans. We did a full breakdown of him after the Rams drafted him a few weeks ago. We're going to talk about should Cam Akers be looking over his shoulder for that Rams rookie. That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. Before we do that, DMAC, let's talk a little bit about FanDuel. Why not make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs? And you probably get some pretty good odds on the Lakers right now advancing to the NBA finals after they find themselves in that 3-0 hole. But right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to 1000 bucks. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. Here's what's so great about FanDuel. There are great promotions, not just a occasionally but every single day you're going to find something fun to do it is safe it is secure just put that app right on your phone and you are up and running before you know it and here's the very best part as well get paid instantly not later not down the road instantly you can get your pay which all means there is no better place to bet all the playoff action than america's number one sports book at FanDuel. Getting paid instantly, of course, is the best way to get paid, and there's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOnNFL and get a no-sweat first bet up to a 1000 bucks. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We are also available over on YouTube, so definitely head over, check us out on YouTube, and drop those comments down below. We want all your Rams tank, all your Rams takes. Not going to tank. No, we're well, tank. that might have been a good, you know, that might have been the old uh, subconscious coming out there, D-Mac. That the, a little Freudian takes turning into the tanks that's right yeah, at this point, we got to pretty much have to the bleep button for that word <laughs> <laughs> around these points around these parts planning is what i like to call it there we go there we go i like yes. that a little euphemism there but yeah. trav in the second segment we're going to talk about what we want to see from cam Akers. what kind of numbers could he put up what is the ideal situation for him this season and look the way first i'll start this off by saying yeah, you can't expect him to give you 100 yards every game like we saw in those final three games. But I will say I do want to see more of the Cam Akers that we saw in the final six or seven games of the season than the guy we saw in the first part of the season. Now, I do want to preface this by saying that, hey, after Sean McVay said what he said against the Bills, I was yelling at my TV saying, hey, you gave him three carries. OK, right. So. You have to feature more. I mean, what do you think is the commitment level right now with the Rams and Cam Akers heading into this year? I think it's up to Cam Akers. I, re I really do. I Look, Sean McVay, I think, is a pragmatist at his core. I think that if something works, he's going to do it. I think that Cam Akers returned from his exile or vacation or whatever you want to call it in the middle of the season and that McVay put him back in the lineup speaks to he's not going to hold a grudge if you can help him he's going to help you if you do what you are expected to do he's going to put you uh, out there I think that he will be given the first shot at this I think this is similar to what he was last year that coming into the season you mentioned that Buffalo game I remember at the end of the night I turned to Kirk Morrison I do the pre and post game show with and said 
what the heck was that? Like, why, why did he not? Is he hurt? Did something happen? Did, you know, we, we didn't quite know what it was. And it was none of those things. It just, he wasn't just, he wasn't ready to go. And Sean McVay wasn't going to do it. So I think the Rams level of commitment to him depends entirely on Akers commitment to the Rams. Are you ready to go? Are you in shape? Do you Are you doing what you're being asked to do? And again, this is one of these things that can be, can be mutually beneficial. Help yourself to help me, right? Put yourself in a position to go get paid at the end of the year. Be, be the featured back. And I thought you brought up a great point towards the end of the last segment, Doug. He had a great last quarter of the season behind an offensive line that was dreadful with Baker Mayfield as his quarterback with no offensive weapons to speak of as far as wide receivers go. And he was still able to get North of hundred yards a few times. It's an incredible accomplishment, but he needs to look like that at the beginning of the season and not wait to see his career flash in front of his eyes before he decides he's going to make a, a serious commitment to the team. We need to see it from day one. No, absolutely. I think that is the biggest key for Cam Akers is come in ready to play at the beginning. And I also think you bring up a really great point in that. Do we know how healthy he was at the beginning of the year? Was he at full strength? We know this organization, they tend to be a little cagey with their injury information, but he just looked like a different guy when he was back on the field. After that, as you said, the exile. And to your point, we didn't see that burst. We didn't see him breaking tackles. We didn't see him making guys miss like we saw against the Broncos, against some of those teams where he really looked like one of the better backs in the league at that point and I think too you want to see a guy that has the commitment from Sean McVay we know you kind of have to feed this guy you have to feed this guy to keep him happy and another thing too I want to see from him we were saying Travis no I think I think that's a great point to feed him to keep him happy yes but look this goes back to what I was saying a second ago he needs to perform when he gets his chance so when he's ready to go and as far as the commitment to him goes Look, running backs are probably the thing that I think the smart teams are least committed to. Do not get into a relationship. Like, find the guy that does the job. If that's a first-round pick, great. If that's a free agent off the street, great. And the difference between a first-round pick like a Saquon Barkley or a, or a Todd Gurley and a guy that you find later on in the draft or a guy that you find, and I know we're going to talk about Zach Evans coming up here in a little bit, find someone that can pick up the blocks, that goes the way he's supposed to go, that's patient running back, that they need to find somebody that will do the job. So as far as the commitment to him long-term or even in the short term, game to game, find the guy that does the job. And Akers has been boom and bust. And I don't know how much more Sean McVay is going to want to ride that train. Yeah, no, I think that's the key too. is can he do something other than just running the football? Can he catch passes out of the backfield? Can he be a threat as a receiving running back? Also, too, can he help keep Matthew Stafford vertical? Can he be an impact player as a blocker? And he actually had a 73.9 pass blocking grade. That was top five in the NFL. Like I said, that blitz pickup against the Chargers was very impressive. But one thing I want to ask you about, too, because you see this team on a very intimate level, you're up close and personal with these guys, is how does Matthew Stafford factor into this as well? Because we saw the offense is different with Stafford. You're not seeing as many fly sweeps, any jet sweeps, any uh, the running game is very different. He's actually only had two 100 yard games since he's been a Ram. And guess what? Sony Michelle is no longer a Ram. I actually thought that was a mistake. So how much do you think Stafford is a factor in the offense they run into getting Cam Akers going and taking the most and getting the most out of optimizing him? This is like that uh, that little fish that swims around the jaw of the shark, right? That eats all the scraps after it eats the 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 uh, the seals and all that stuff. That 
Akers is the little fish and Stafford is the shark, right? Stafford gets to decide where we're going to do these things. And the the way that Akers gets fed is by Stafford finding Cooper Cup, by Stafford finding Van Jefferson. And now all of a sudden that McVay offense opens up a little bit. And now there's a lot room for for Cam Akers. And if Cam Akers can get going early, that opens things up for Cup. That opens things up for Tyler Higbee. And it's a mutually beneficial relationship. But I do think that Stafford is the one that needs to get going first and then everything goes off of him so if he can be back if he can be healthy if he can find cup if he can find jefferson if he can find any of these other guys that are are new to the team or tyler higby who they couldn't unleash all last year because they had to use him as a sixth offensive lineman basically if he can get going then i think cam Akers gets going after that but i do think in this situation it's a cam Akers eats second sort of sort of priority list Yeah, and I think that's fine as long as he's able to play his role. And I think it's entirely possible if that O-line is decent, if Stafford stays on the field, and we know this Rams team is going to have a passing threat, especially with Cooper Cup and Jefferson and some of these other guys, they're absolutely going to have that. I think it's entirely possible that you see an 1,100-plus yard season with 10 TDs, maybe 1,600-plus yards receiving and rushing combined. I think that is the best case scenario, but also too, we're talking about a guy that's never started 10, 10 games in a season one. So that's something to consider as well, because this is an unknown, but I like what you point out earlier. And we're going to wrap this up and talk about Zach Evans in a second. I like what you brought up in the fact that we've never seen the exile and a guy return. Usually it's over. We don't see him back with that team, but also too, I think Cam Akers, it was almost a come to Jesus moment. And it's almost like when your girl breaks up with you and you get back together, you're like, I'm not going to mess this up again. Or yeah. it's almost like, you know, we're in LA where rent is so expensive. You know, I've been with girls where I'm like, I'm just going to stay in this relationship because the <laughs> rent is so high. We're splitting that rent and really is no better option. So I definitely think there is something to that. The fact that they're yes. back together, they know he's in a contract year. They know that he wants to put himself in the best position to get paid. They can, they can make him a second round tender, but most likely hopefully a compensation pick. You talk about that come to Jesus moment. I think he realized when the Rams said, all right, look, go home. We're going to see if somebody wants you. And there were crickets around the league or certainly a price that wasn't nearly enticing enough for the Rams that if he wants to play, whether it's in L.A. or it's somewhere else, he's got a ball out. This is not a that there there are 31 other teams just waiting to get their hands on Cam Akers. They had a chance to get their 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 hands on him, and they said, "No, we're good." And I think he realized that, and that's one of those. Okay, I got to get to work, even if I don't like it here. I need to work here so I can go work somewhere else. Great point. It's always easier to find a job when you have a job, right? He has every incentive to play well this season. But coming up in the final segment here on Locked On Rams, we're going to talk about can Zach Evans be a threat this year? Should Cam Akers be looking over his shoulder for Zach Evans? That's coming up on Locked On Rams. And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Let us know down below. Do you think that Cam Akers should be looking over his shoulder for Zach Evans. That's coming up right now. And Travis, the first thing I want to preface this by saying is, hey, you act like they don't have some other running backs. I mean, Kyron Williams, he had some opportunities. It almost feels like sometimes when a draft pick or a running back or any position doesn't play a lot their first year, everyone assumes they were essentially a bust. But it almost yeah. feels like the Rams, they kind of red shirt guys and they're still going to get some opportunities. But yeah, just what are your thoughts on the guys behind Cam Akers right now, and can they step up and have a big impact? 
I, well, I, th- I think you brought up a really good point that Zach Evans is coming in and we'll see what that what that looks like. But I think he's probably the 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 next choice after Kyron Williams as far as, OK, if Akers doesn't work, if he gets hurt again. And, you know, we've talked a lot about Akers performance, but there could just be one of the you could get hurt. We've seen him. He's had trouble staying on the field for a couple of different seasons. So I think that there will be opportunities for other people. And I think Williams gets the first shot at it that Kyron Williams was somebody that the Rams were very high on last year. I think that you got th- – this is how you know Sean McVay cares – I don't want to say cares about a player. That's wrong. Scratch that. Has plans for the player. And the way that you can tell is, do they play in the preseason? If they don't play, they got plans for you. And Kyron Williams did not play in the preseason. This was somebody that they had um, – opportunities for and then on the very first play of the season in special teams he gets hurt and he misses the vast majority of the season he comes back look honestly didn't look great when he did come back but it's hard to tell he you know he, he didn't get any reps there was no time to get going get us get a sense of what it is to play in the nfl so i think he's first up i think he's the guy that's been in the program for a year that understands what sean McVay wants that did that they were very high on last year now that he's fully healthy now that he's been able to go through this one full time I think he's probably the the proverbial next man up when it comes in to giving a chance to to backstop Acres if he underperforms or if he gets hurt. Yeah, no, I think you have to mention that. I think I love that point about the preseason and Kyron Williams. And look, I think there's this viewpoint of him that's saying, that, hey, he can't be this workhorse back. He's not a guy that you can give a line share of carries at any point in his career. This is a guy that had over 200 carries a season yep. twice at Notre Dame, two thousand yard seasons there. So I definitely think he has it in him. But I think what makes Zach Evans so enticing is the vision, the balance, the upside potential. And really it's a low risk, high reward pick. If he doesn't work out and he's a bust or just doesn't contribute, it's no harm, no foul. When you look at where they picked him, but you mentioned how the Rams prioritize players. They're not going to see in the preseason. Well, also they're going to prioritize players that they traded up to get. And they traded up to pick two fifteen to get Zach Evans. They know the upside that he has. And I think they realize that, Hey, this guy could be RB one in the future because they know that they're not going to pay cam acres most likely. So I think there's also a future element here, but I think when you look at it from a talent standpoint, I know you watch a lot of college football. I know you've seen some highlights of this guy. And there's a lot of people out there saying, oh, he runs like Todd Gurley. He's Todd Gurley 2.0. I don't want to put that on this guy. I think that's a lot of pressure. But what do you see when you look at his highlights? Do you think he has that high upside that everyone talks about? I, sure. And, and I think you bring up two very good points. Number one, let, let's let's be a little careful about comparisons to Todd. Todd Gurley was a first-round draft pick and was a unbelievable player for the Rams. He, he was an MVP candidate for a couple of seasons for them. He was that good of a player. And, you know, taking a running back in the first round is a very dicey proposition. You better be Gurley-level good to do it, and he was. So So there's that. The second part of it is, there's value for these guys all over the place. So whether he's picked in the first round or in the 200s or whatever, what you see on tape, what you're talking about, Doug, he's big, he's fast, and he's explosive. And these are the things that work in the NFL. It's a question of does he understand what it is they want to do? The Rams offense is complicated. The Rams offense has a there, there's there's a few basic kind of principles that they have, but they have so many different ways to get into those principles. Can you understand them? Can I use you? This is the thing that Sean McVay, I think, 
is is so dependent on guys that I can trust, guys that are going to line up correctly, guys that are going to go to the right spot. I think that that this is part of the reason that Allen Robinson was so difficult to get on track that he just was never on the same page with the Rams quarterbacks. He was never on the same page with the Rams offense, and they just never quite knew what they were going to get from him, and it never quite worked. So. Whether Zach Evans is big and strong and fast enough, it sure looks like it. Whether he can adapt to that Rams offense, that's what we'll find out through camp. That's what we'll find out through preseason. That's what we'll find out on how often the Rams use him. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that there is a world where he can contribute. He definitely has the talent to do so, but I still think there is a pecking order. I definitely think they're going to want to use him, especially after weeks four or five and kind of ease him into that role because I do think they are looking at big picture. This is never going to be a franchise that's going to want to spend big on running back. So at the very least, with Cam Akers in a contract year, you definitely want to try to have him learn that position, see if he can take over for next season. But yeah, I don't think at the moment Cam Akers needs to be looking behind his shoulders. I think really you should be looking at a possible two-headed monster in this situation, and you hope that he can bring some attributes to the table that can split things up and have them be a more dynamic core. So I definitely think it really should be a situation where he's helping guys out and really making Cam Akers' job a little easier. Only only fear I have is that Cam Akers doesn't like to share, right? He's not a guy that likes to share. So he likes <laughs> to be the only child, don't. right? Yeah, yeah. Most great players do not. I'll take it. I'll take it. And I'll take it again. Yeah. But I think, Hey, it's going to be very interesting. I think Cam Akers has a lot riding on this year, but that's going to do it for this episode of locked on Rams. And let us know down below in the comment section. Do you think that Cam Akers is going to have a breakout year for your Los Angeles Rams? Let us know down below. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. That man to your right is Mr. Travis Rogers. You can follow him on Twitter at Travis Rogers. And until next time, whose house is locked on Rams house.